wish I could fade out. I'm just, I'm just gonna abrupt stop. That's like, all right, jam's over. <laughs> jam done. Jam done. Jam Jam's complete. Done. Jam oh. is done. Welcome back, everybody. The most awesome and brand new sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 233 for your eardrops. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. My brand new and with me, as always, the king of the north. Most awesome. You there, I'm up on that wall. You need me on that wall. You want me on that wall. You want you me, on me on that north that wall. wall. Exactly. I mean, little, um, you know, I like to have a little background noise while I'm working, while I'm paying mm. the people. I just kind of like it makes it feel not like work, right? Like when mm-hmm. you kind of like got your office at home, just a little. Right now, got a little Game of Thrones rewatch going down. Ooh, in preparation for the the Targaryen like uh, prequel or whatever it is. Is Maybe. It, isn't there a new one? Yeah, Maybe. yeah, there's a new one. I think it's two episodes. Kinda. Two. Yeah, I don't. So that's I not am, a yes I, and. That's an, uh, no. a maybe so. Yeah, yeah, maybe so, possibly. I don't know. Like, I just, uh, well, so I want to do my old thing where it's like, I don't start a series until it's all over. And I don't mean like the season is over. I mean, the series is over. Like, I could do yeah. better Call Saul now. I could get into that maybe. Here are good things that I could watch it. Yeah. But there's also kind of something weird about, like, for me watching, I mean, that's a great example, watching like Breaking Bad, like 10 years later, and you're just like, what? When they went out to the desert with Hank, did you guys see this? And people are just like, yeah, we saw it. Like in yeah. you know, 2009, <laughs> like it's wrapped up on that. We're all good. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you're kind of, you're kind of like hanging out alone. You're a little late to the prom. Yeah, it is. That is a tough one. Cause you really got to feather. There's too much content these days. Way too much. Yeah. Way too much content. Everything is so good. Everything is like, you must see it. You haven't watched this. How, how come you haven't watched this? It's like, look, it's too much. Can't get to it all. Yeah, if there's too much to say. Do you think, though, like, are we overselling things a little bit? Because, I mean, let's call it as mm, we seize it. Like, yeah. Sopra- like when we had the Sopranos, mm-hmm. you know, Mad Men, Game of Thrones was a little after that. But, you know, we had all, like, Breaking Bad. All those shows were kind of overlapped. I think there was a time when all of those were on TV at the same time. If mm-hmm. not, like, it might have been Sopranos and Breaking Bad might have not quite touched. But, anyway, like, all those shows were going on. And it that was insane. And now it feels like... Shows that are pretty good, like people are trying to give the hard sell because we just missed out. You feel that a little bit, bro? Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely what feel like that? people, people want to have the experience of having the show, right? Ooh, yeah. you haven't watched Better Call Saul. Ooh, it's yeah, even you, better you than Breaking this, Bad. Right? You haven't yeah. seen this. <gasps> you aren't watching. Uh, uh, oh shoot, was it like the Viking show on on Stars? You're missing out, dude. Yeah. It's by far the best show. And that's the other thing too is I hate the ones on like the fringe networks, and I'm like, nope. Nope, haven't yeah. gotten to haven't gotten to Yellowstone yet. I'm sure yeah, it's great. Mean, it's like Discovery's doing scripted. I don't know what you're talking about. Like I can't mm-hmm. keep up with like the stuff on like HBO. You mean Max. Shark like, Week or just yeah? It's like yeah. it's like you know behind the scenes of Shark Week. Okay, exactly. I'm not gonna go dig into TBS hour long dramas, guys. You will dig into a MAB Sports podcast hour long entertainment. What's up? And in the hour, we got ripped from the headlines. We're doing fantasy football. Gonna get to the round five of our team. Gonna finish off the mock draft. College football coming up, NFL coming up. Guys, we made it through the summer. I mean, I know I had a good time. We did a lot of <laughs> a lot of fascinating stuff. <laughs> a lot of cool stuff. Quarterbacks to restaurants. I mean, you remember that? Were you have to tell somebody that you know that you had a good time? I know I had a good time. <laughs> I know I did. I know I had. Um, got a new segment 
it may be below the fold. Uh, little things bouncing around that might not be on the top of the headlines. Going to talk uh, the Garoppolo deal. Going to jump into the inbox. Got an email there. Cam Mabio, a little favorite. A little favorite of my boy. Going to have most awesome guesses and prices. Just what it costs. A little message from some key names. Then we're in uh, Neapolitan Showdown. We're doing athletes. Top coolest hangs off the court. Let's see the guys that we like to just kind of kick our feet up. Have a little beer. Then Brandon in the Gambling Corner, segment eight of eight. Guys, we're, we are wrapping it all up. Uh, spring cleaning, getting it all done. Eight of eight, AFC North over-unders. Then we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. Hi, bro. We're from the headline. Gonna do round five. Why are we talking about that this week, brother? Ooh, because we've got the segment of the year where everyone is yeah. stoked, stoked about this fantasy season. And we're, audience, just so you know, we will run this through. This will we be are. like a mad league fantasy league. All 12 teams, team seven crazy, if I remember correctly, off the wall. We're gonna see how this all plays out. We haven't quite figured out the auto draft a portion of it but we'll get there we'll figure draft, it out not at all yes uh not just, at all just logging in and getting the teams up took me a solid like 45 minutes i don't know if i'm getting older but like do you remember that time when you got like a nintendo for christmas or the holidays and then your grandparents had no idea how to hook up the nintendo or the vcr and you just innately mm. knew mm. i'm like phasing out of that They're like i can't figure shit out now like i'm house city right now and i've just been watching tv on my laptop because i'm like I don't know how to turn on this TV and get the Netflix or whatever's going. I don't do yeah, it. Yeah, screen sharing was really interesting for a minute. And then it's like, then once you, you get it going once and you're like, all right, this is cool. Then you're like, wait a second. Now I can't figure this out. Why Why can't my laptop now do this? I, it's the little stuff, right? It's like, yeah. I, it we're, should we're be so in- easy. You just, you just sync them. It's like, well, I'm trying to sync them, but nothing's syncing. We're going to put it in our Bluetooth old man closet. It's just your mm-hmm. nice closet where we just open it up and we don't get the technology. So we throw it in there. We never slam want to see it shut. It again. There's a Bluetooth in there and then they're signing up for six different teams in a 12 team league of ESPN fantasy football. That's in the old man closet too, but we'll still do it. We'll figure it's out how to the door. This. Put the padlock on. Uh, okay. So we're doing one last round just to sum these up. Cause I thought it might be fun. I will, should I go through the teams? Let me go through the teams, bro. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to do you want to pull it up? Do you have it up so we can? I have it up. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to share with you screen share. Yeah, please. So I can. Oh, screen share. Now we figured this technology out, audience. Yeah. You don't get to see it because this is an audio medium. Yeah. But right here, they don't believe us. I'm sure they're like, yeah, sure they figured it out, and they just figure like I'm faxing you the actual pics as we're doing. Sorry, ignore that. Okay, so we'll go back and forth with the teams we drafted, so they can kind of tell the difference in our voice. So you start with team number one. Right? Yeah, I took uh, Jonathan Taylor first, uh, then Tyreek Hill. And then where are the other four guys that we drafted? Mark Andrews. Where are you at? Look at my screen share. I'm looking oh, at your screen I'm share. Sharing the, I'm sharing the wrong screen. 
Yeah. Oh man. That's right. Look oh man. We all that shit we just talked all about. Sharon screens. Big. Ooh man. It, audience. You, you again. It's an audio medium, so you can't see it, but there is egg on our face Shared right now. Game. I thought you couldn't <sighs> pronounce the name Mark, and I was like, this is gonna be. <laughs> a long segment old man cause is like hey paul raise your left hand up can you is there is the side of your face sagging? i was like yikes i did not mean to put my boy on blast about being illiterate like that finally it came uh, out. so funny all right uh team one John, jonathan taylor running back tyreek hill wide receiver mark andrews tight end and amon ra st brown wide receiver detroit that's team, team one team two delvin cook keenan allen got Pittman jr and Brees Hall at running. Back. Ooh, okay. Team three going Najee Harris of the Steelers, Mike Evans with the Bucks, Kyle Pitts with the Falcons, and rounding out with a little slab of DK Metcalf from the Seahawks. Right. Team four, Austin Eckler, Debo Samuel, DJ Moore, Marquise Brown. This is a cross your fucking fingers team if I ever read one. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, all right. So team five, Justin Jefferson, Javante Williams, Josh Allen. Uh, and then J.K. Dobbins. It's a lot of fun. I like that. Javante I like Williams this. This takes off. That's, that's, that's a fun Yeah. Team six, Cooper Cup, Nick Chubb, Zeke Elliott, Michael Thomas. Whoa. Ooh. There is a 80% chance that only one of these players are playing week three. No doubt. <laughs> and his name is Cooper Cup. Let's yes. put it that way. Yeah. All right. Uh, team seven. This is the wild card team. Uh, went Travis Kelsey first round tight end. Coming within in the back end of two, CD Lamb, little AJ Brown, and then just fucking threw a dart, went Lamar Jackson. No, all running backs. Let's just get rushing TDs and tight ends. <laughs> all right, yeah, big, huge upside. Uh, teammate got Jamar Chase, Saquon Barkley, James Conner, Justin Herbert. I think good value on Herbert, uh, yeah. Barkley, and Conner. Barkley, a lot of, lot of upside there. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Team nine, Stephen Diggs, Aaron Jones, T. Higgins, and Travis Etienne falling all the way to the fourth round, which is an interesting kind of sleeper running back, sleeper out of Jacksonville. Team 10, Devontae Adams, Derrick Henry, Deontay Johnson, Leonard Fournette. Mm. And then rounding out for the MA squads here, Team 11, DeAndre Swift in the first round, Joe Mixon in the second then going wide receiver, Terry McLaurin, and then Mike Williams out of uh, the Chargers for Team 11. Finally, team 12, Kish, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Patrick Mahomes, Cortland Sutherland, wide receiver. So uh, some Ooh. upside on running back there also. Okay, so we'll finish out this draft right now. I'm going to start at the top, add one more players to this. Then we will post the teams. We need to figure out what exactly we are going to rank. I think we're going to do something with like – Difference in number of losses, and each team kind of has, I don't know, something attached to it. We'll, we'll figure it out. I know that's it. Mm-hmm. What an exciting fucking tease <laughs> I just dropped right there. Something. Something, something will happen, folks. Okay. Uh, so, all right. So we're back at the top, right? Team one? Uh, yes. It's odd number round. So team one starts the top of the snake here. So we've got one running back, two wide receivers, and a tight end. Okay. So fifth round we're looking at here. You know, do we go, do we continue to go um, in that wide receiver chain? we got some drop-off here. Quarterbacks, we kind of lost the top three quarterbacks. Is it too early to go after another one? I think that they're going to go, and this they have Tyreek Hill here on this team. I think that they're looking for another uh, solid, legit option 
Um, so they're going to go with um, shit. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, oh, uh, you know what? What's up? No, I don't know. Damn it, I'm I'm bailing on this one right now. I was gonna I was gonna go. We probably should have studied the board here first. Oh, here's where they're gonna go. They're gonna go quarterback Kyler Murray off off the board. They don't want to miss out on the the QB run here that's happening down. There you go, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Okay, so uh, squared away with Kyler Murray. So seems pretty well balanced. Still um, gonna head into that sixth round without a second quarterback option. So Stanley is probably running a little bit of that spread offense. Uh, Devin Cook, Brees also definitely got buckled up at running back here. Keaton Allen, Pittman Jr. Uh, wide receivers are pretty good balance. So I'm looking for probably value in wide receiver. Um, I've got, I am going to go here cause I'm a little bit, this team could be a little fun to watch. I was going to text you. I want to check mm-hmm. them out. I've been burnt by this wide receiver before, but still like a number one option in a team that doesn't have a lot of pressure on there. Like them. I, I kind of like to see how this works. I'm going to go Brandon Cooks out of Houston. Yeah, interesting put because he's definitely like the number one. So if you're looking for some like, hey, who's going to get the most targets on a team and who's who's left on this list? Brandon Cooks is your guy. Um, so I think this team three, we've got uh, Harris. Uh, oh, is Jalen Waddle still on the board? Because I think they might go after yeah. him. Yeah. So I think they're going to take Jalen Waddle here. We're going to go, you know, just load up on this team. Pass catching options, DK Metcalf, Pitts, Evans, and Najee Harris. This is a half half point or full point point reception league, I think. Uh, I think point? we did full point, right? Full point. Yeah. So this is just yeah. we're looking for these guys catching a lot of balls. Maybe not so much yards, but we're getting lots of points here on on receptions. Um, all right, team four got the uh Austin Eckler, Debo Samuel, DJ Moore, Marquise Brown went straight receivers. I mean Receivers with not uh, with kind of cross your fingers on upside. DJ Moore maybe the most interesting. Debo Samuel still I'm not completely clear with the quarterback situation there. So it'd be nice to kind of find uh, a wide receiver to help this out if it kind of made sense. But the fact that there is a running back slot open and I don't know what the story here is. Maybe you let me know. But I'd like to grab Josh Jacobs here. Yeah. See, this is interesting. So they let they let Kenyon Drake go. So ostensibly, like, all right, this is the guy. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option on Josh Jacobs, but he's the next guy behind him is, you know, a rookie, Zeus White out of Georgia. Uh, You know, uh, he's the number one guy coming into it. I don't know if he's going to hold on to it for long. So this might be a guy like, hey, you know, if you're looking to trade someone, maybe they get a lot of, you know, touches to him early. Maybe you can kind of trade him if you think he's going to fall off later in the season. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, it just seems a little late to bet. I felt like, wasn't Josh Jacobs still on his way up? Like, is it, I, I thought it was like a reliable back. I, I don't get what all the all of a sudden, like, down on him is. Yeah, I, you know, that's the thing is, is I'm not really, I'm not sure. Fucking Josh Jacobs defensive over here. Like, we're dating yeah, or something. It's yeah, yeah like, exactly. But look at him. Give my man the rock. What's up? I know. I know. Great story, Josh Jacobs. But, I, you know, here's the thing. A lot of upheaval between all the different coaching stuff and, you know, running backs in the first round, as you've always said, are tough to kind of like stand behind. And this is kind of that we're we're seeing. All right, well, where's this guy's value at? Okay, team five. Really need. We got Josh Allen in the third, backing up with J.K. Dobbins. Really kind of looking at another wide receiver here. Yeah, big. Move. Um, 
you know, could, could go Allen Robinson out of the Rams, but I'm not like in that situation. I'm going to fall and take a little bit of a flyer on here because I like this guy's energy. I'm going to go Darnell Mooney out of Chicago. I think, again, number one option, two up from where you're from Judy there. Um, so I'm going to go Daryl Mooney because I think, again, interesting in your um, Brandon Cooks play, mm-hmm. you know, he's the number one guy there. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how fields and them all kind of like come together. But when he can get the ball, he is pretty explosive and he's young and quick. So I like him for maybe some potential big play upside. Yeah. I guess to round out this team right here with six with Cooper cup, Nick Chubb, Zeke Elliott, Michael Thomas, uh, obviously like Michael Thomas, a little bit of a gamble. Uh, again, we'll just keep like, we'll just call this the riverboat team. Cause I hope you showed up to gamble. <laughs> Give me George Kittle. Hmm. You know, I mean, just a couple of years out of being like one of the most dangerous tight ends in the game. Uh, I know there's a little, a little drop off here, but it, it'd be interesting to see like in that offense, kind of new quarterback, maybe they're passing a little bit more. If this can turn into be like a little bit, little bit of a safety blanket for a new quarterback out there. Yeah, I love it. Uh, anytime you've got a good guy, a good tight end, pass catching tight end who can block, like, uh, you know, pick him up, especially on a team that's like. You know, you've got Debo Samuels, you've got Ayuk, Kittles, like he's could be a red zone threat. Okay. So team seven, the goofiest team on this board so far. Yeah, goofy. Looking at the goofy, that goofy, goofy. So, you know, San Francisco's got a couple of different running backs that are out there. I'm not I'm not super sold on them because I just feel like a la the Patriots of a few years ago. It's like I never know what what guy's gonna be the the back of the week. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm going to go with a certified number two, but I like his goal line upside. I think, and we talked about it when we were talking a preview in the NFC North, uh, talking about AJ Dillon, because I think that they're going to lean heavy on the run game early and often. I think Dillon's going to get a fair share of touches, even though he's not the technical number one in there. Uh, I, I like him for, for some vulture TD play. Uh, plus he's another thigh daddy, like your boy MA. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep it in the family with those thigh daddies. Uh, yeah, we've seen this before, like three years ago, um, maybe like four years ago, when you know Aaron Rodgers showed up and didn't have a lot of weapons like he doesn't now. Not afraid to kind of lean on that running game. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. if we get like a little bit of Green Bay circa, you know, three or four years ago where they just kind of get to be known by their run a little bit and then have the pass to kind of get them out of situations as they need. Um all right, so teammate got not really a need at running back with Connor and Barkley, got our quarterback Herbert, and then Jamar Chase. So looking to get another wide receiver in this mix. Uh, I'm going to go Jared Ju- Jerry Judy. Judy, Judy, Judy. Yes, yeah, so I like this. Us. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good spot for it. Um, you know, not super excited last year how much – Russell Wilson was able to take advantage of his wide receivers. So it'll, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what he does. If this is kind of like a lost talent, just use this stretch of the field a little bit, or if they can actually get a little report being built. But I think right here in the fifth round, it's worth the gamble. Yeah. And this is for Judy. This is a real kind of like make it or break it year from we, I know we keep saying yeah. that, but this is really it. This is the, like the last, last stop from, if you can't make it here, you can't make it anywhere. Um, like yeah. anti New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Team nine, Diggs, Jones, Higgins, Etienne here. So could we go 
tight end. Waller's kind of scaring me this offseason with not playing a lot. You know, contract negotiations. Mm. You know, could we could we find someone deeper? You know, um, maybe in the top of the the sixth round, get another wide receiver. Um, so I like. You know, here's the thing that everyone's questioning is obviously we know the quarterback situation. We'll get to it in the AFC North here, but Amari Cooper is still like a veritable talent. He's, we know he's going to be their number one. We don't know what the quarterback play is going to look like out of there, but let's roll the dice here and go on a tight end three. Amari Cooper still the last kind of remaining number one guy off the board. Let's go with that. This is this team could shit the bed here with, with their, with their uh, fifth round pick, but I like potential upside here. Yeah, it'll be kind of interesting with Amari Cooper. You know, not historically great once you see these wide receivers start to get to, like, you know, their third or fourth team. Just kind of there's a reason they're moving on a little bit, but it'll be interesting to see if he has one last flourish with their Tyrod Taylor, right? For a little bit. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, I think. Oh, Jacoby Brissett, yeah, sorry. Brissett, yeah, yeah. These guys can Tyrod Taylor, Jacoby Brissett, Case Keenum. Like, these guys all kind of Interchangeable interchangeable they just all kind of mix around i think you could run one out there for like a series in the third quarter and no one would notice like maybe even like including the offense <laughs> right they right. just sound team. the same in the huddle <laughs> team 10 uh Devontae Ada's wide receiver derrick henry uh deontay johnson wide receiver leonard fournette running back uh so looking for another wide receiver here this is funny because i i think the reason i've looked over this guy in a couple drafts is because of how Lowy is. I know a lot of people are excited about this offense. Some people would argue, even with the loss of Tyree Kill, that it might be a better offense for actual Patrick Mahomes. Give me Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm, Let me see this guy. I mean, this could be like a legitimate like top eight, you know, top six wide receiver. I think six might be crazy, but I think like top eight, like an an offense that's going to score a lot of weapons, and it could be a number one option of wide receiver. Yeah, so this is yeah. That's a really interesting. I think like Juju's in fantasy has got the curse of like everyone, like hyper awareness of the player. Everyone's tried to get him or had him because yeah. he blew up. He had a couple of real big splashy plays. He had two ninety-eight and ninety-nine yard receptions like, for yeah, TDs. like the, the not sleeper sleeper from like year one. Right. Like everybody yep. was talking about him. Like nobody had fucking heard about him. He had like that a couple big plays in Pittsburgh when he was taking a little attention. I think up on Antonio Brown like he was kind of but i think I, I think he never really got to be taken advantage of as roethlisberger was kind of deteriorating so i don't know yeah yeah for sure um so here's the thing so team 11 two running backs yeah. two wide receivers um you know depth that wide receiver is still going to be there we're, we're staring at tight ends darren waller is there but we you know we've added a bunch of stuff we've got Devontae adams you got Hunter renfro Got a lot of stuff here. What we don't have is another second option in Dallas, right? We know we've got CD Lamb, but we don't have that underneath in the middle guy. So give me a number 65. Give me Dalton Schultz off the board here. Okay. I like this for just pass per reception. He's not flash. He's not going to jump off, but he's going to be the guy that's going to give you six catches, 60 yards, might have a touchdown. So we're looking at anywhere from, you know, 10 to 12 points. And that's just what I need in this, uh, in this team 11. So is this your draft style? You really like to round out the team before you get like, are you a pretty like play by the book, like round five, you're looking at that tight end, that quarterback before you really start filling up your flexes. Yeah. Yeah. I start. Yeah. 
Right. Yes. I definitely think like, I, you know, value over everything, but I also want, I want to fill out like the, the, the positional depth, right? Because post in that, you know, Waller, uh, whatchamacallit, um, I heard with the guy I just drafted, Schultz, Schultz Hawkinson, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I think once you get past there, it's going to drop off. Now I could have grabbed another guy, but being at 11, let me get this guy first before I snake any of the the poo-poo platter of, you know, Elijah Mitchell, you know, Chris Godwin, Rashawn Bateman, like those guys, like none of those guys, I feel as certain on that in terms of like its positional value, as well as opportunity. I'm that's, really big on that. That's really what I focus in on is, is the opportunity. That's a good point. Yeah. So it should be, you know, now that we've talked a, a little bit of shit on fantasy football, right? Like how everybody has the same information. It would be fun to just shut off the internet, just have everybody show up, which is a scratch piece of paper and draft their team. Yeah. Like, that'd be more interesting than people scurrying and see how much homework you actually did before the draft. But what I do like is know your tiers, right? Like know your tier two, know your tier three, know that gap. So you're just like, all right, like this guy, you know, the difference between guy one and guy five on tier two is a lot less dramatic than like the last guy on tier two and the first guy on tier three. So it's just like, okay, shit. If I know that I have four more tight ends on tier two, I can wrap back and come back around. But if I know like this is the last guy on tier two of tight end, like let's grab him so I don't get a, a tier three guy. Yeah, exactly. And that's in, in our, our league that won't be named last night. You you did that to me, whereas I was staring at a tight end. I was actually looking at Dawson Knox out of Buffalo. I was like, ooh, this guy. I'm going to round deep here in the late, not a big like splash player. And uh, my boy Brandana just, just snatched him right in front of me. Just fucking gut punched me. And then the drop-off was tremendous because then it's like, all right, well, now I got to take Pat Fearmuth, Freemuth, out of Pittsburgh, I already had another Pittsburgh wide receiver. I was like, ah, oh, this just totally fucks me. So yeah, I'm I'm very big in in that where it's like I better get your guy, get him in that tier that you want him, and then move on. I'm a tough hang, guys. What's up? Um, all right, gonna finish out this draft <laughs> fifth round, uh, Mr. Magnificent Darren Waller tied in. I will go ahead and buy it. I like the value there. Great value. Uh, all right, guys, we won't read them again. Those are our teams. We will post them for you guys to take a look and. Respond on Instagram with what you think our top three is. Let us know your top three teams. Power rank these things. Then we'll get them in there and we'll figure out what the stakes are. Um, all right, below the fold, new segment. Sometimes there's so much going on in that sports headline paper, guys. We're getting back up. We're firing up. You know we're going to be covering the NFL weeks. That might not be enough. Sometimes we got to talk about this little subject, maybe on the back page, page three, that you want to talk about. Right now, i got to walk something back most awesome. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. You are. You're a man of principle. Hey, why don't you, before you do that, why don't yeah. you unsear your screen so I don't see any spoilers for anything else that might be coming up. Oh, look at that. Oh, you don't like to see that. Okay, good. You like to keep it keep it fresh. I forgot yeah, just, that. Yeah, just, yeah that. there you go. Oh, there you go, baby. Yeah. Um, what if I just like uh, tell Most Awesome he looks good today? Like there's just little compliments <laughs> sprinkled in there. Just to sprinkle. That'd be sweet. Pull that back up. Yeah. Share your screen. Yeah. I want to see. Yeah. I need a little, you know, reaffirmation. Out. Uh, I want to talk Jimmy G. So I did. <laughs> I didn't know this. I mean, I talked to you about it briefly on the phone. So I, I went back to Jim to a bat for Jimmy G. I think we even had that segment of just like who wins yeah. more super or playoff games, Jimmy G or Trey Lance. Uh, huge Jimmy G fan. And then I heard Trey Lance comes in there off season. Jimmy G acting like a whole like he's never heard of these guys before. Did we already talk about this on the pod? I'm having some I think deja we vu. did. I think we did. Yeah, I am having a little okay. deja vu in this. It's hard uh, to okay. separate real life. But anyways, let's for the yeah, for yeah. the 
for the below the fold. Because I had a okay, I had a hilarious joke times. where Jimmy G's like new number who dis like. I'm yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh oh, wait a second. There, maybe beep, beep. we're one of those jazz bands. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so uh, everyone looking, especially with what's needed, like Jimmy G is obviously going to move on. Is it going to be the Browns trying to patch that hole until like um, that kind of molestier dude comes back to play? Is it going to mm-hmm. be like Seattle? not actually taking for next year, but trying to kind of get something happen this year. You know, are there going to be other teams that need to back up after an injury? Uh, Tennessee, no, not the case. Uh, they actually, San Francisco comes to a one-year deal with Jimmy G for $6.5 million with a no-trade clause. What's well, awesome, why did this happen? Why did Jimmy G do it? Why did San Francisco do it? Who won the trade or the deal, the contract? Interesting. Um, I think... Short answer on who won it, I think San Francisco for the for the price that they paid. They got the ultimate insurance in case you know Trey Lance gets injured or doesn't work out the way they're thinking. You know, they're 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 trying to this is their Super Bowl window that they're in. Kyle Shanahan recognizes that. So to yeah. get Jimmy G on an incentive laden six and a half million dollars, which is a, a pittance, you know what I mean, then then I think it's worth it. And they they had to give something a concession. And I think the big concession that they gave was the no trade clause, which given the situation, something changes and they can, they can move him. If he wants to go, he can go, you know what I mean? So, He's, well, yeah, he can so, he wave that he, he has that control. But San Francisco is essentially kind of giving up. If this just plays out to the end, how they're thinking it is they're giving up getting any value for Jimmy G because they get him for this year. And then he just gets to walk out the front door. Yeah. But here's the deal. I think that they were already on in that spot where they're like, we're not getting much back. the The market ain't ripe for Jimmy G right now. Really, man? You, know? you get yeah, you get. Well, otherwise he would have been dealt, right? I mean, he yeah, would have been. That's dealt. what I'm thinking. Like, why didn't why it would, was it the San was San Francisco spreading the rumors that he's not answering phone calls to like bottom I mean, out the market on him? So yeah, yeah, that, yeah maybe, maybe. I'm saying I mean, like how, if Cleveland starts zero and two, you know, if maybe Chicago goes like. Oh, and four, like how San Francisco is not fielding phone calls for like a second round pick. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, is you got to look at, he's got to go to a team that he thinks he can win and be the guy and sign a long-term deal. So any team, you think that's what you think that's what he wants. You think he absolutely, was dragging his feet? A- absolutely. He, if he's going to be traded somewhere, he wants to go to a place where they're going to be able to, here's a, like a Kirk cousin esque three for 90 three for 80 something like that right give me in that 30 dollar market as a starting quarterback and a a serious commitment to jimmy g that's what he wants and so this no trade clause separates him from going and being shut you know sent off to a seattle right that's maybe they decide to tank but they're like we want to give an impression that we have at least a halfway decent you know we're, we're trying to field a halfway decent team Still goes to Seattle, plays like shit because there isn't great talent surrounding them in Seattle. Now he bottoms out his stock, not because of, you know, his personal play and what he's done, but because of his surrounding talents. Or maybe Carolina is the better example of this, right? Maybe Baker yeah. gets crushed and we know Sam Darnold is 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 injured. So it's like, all right, I'm just gonna go on a team with a coach on their way out. This is a terrible situation. And all the while, this is like this is the, you know, the not, uh, you know, the NFL, which is, you know, what have you done for me lately type league? And I go, you know, three and 13 over the last 16 games and 
you know, look like shit in the process. So what was, what was happening behind the scenes with Jimmy G? You think it was like a Baker Mayfield situation where he was looking for just kind of a, like the length and weight of a contract that just nobody was offering? I, I would have to assume so, right? Considering what he had gotten previously. I mean, he was in the $25 million camp before that. I mean, I don't think he's going to go and step. You know, here's the thing is, is, most NFL quarterbacks, most starting NFL quarterbacks are in that 20, like 20 million is like nothing. It, Sam Darnold gets $18.9 million. You know what I mean? If you're not on your rookie deal, if you're post that rookie deal, you're getting some serious money. And if you start looking at it, it's like, all right, well, do you value me as like a, as a top guy in the league or not? And if you're not willing to commit to me, then, then what's the point? You know what I mean? If we, if we look at, I'm just looking at all the, the deals here, like the average per deal, like Matt here, Matt, Matt Ryan's 30 million. Wentz is 32 million. Goff is 33 and a half. Kirk Cousins is 35. You know, Tom Brady's at 25, but he's historically has taken less money. Then Baker's at 15. Jameis is at 14. Mariota's at 9 million. So it's like, if, if you think I'm the guy, then you got to sit there and, and pay me like the guy, you got to put me in that 30 million category. And who's going to do that for Jimmy G right now, or even last, you know, this before the off season started. Is this bothering Trey Lance at all? Is this fucking with his confidence? What's, I don't what's think this so. Look like to Trey Lance? Okay. I, yeah, I don't think so. I've been, I've been trying to do as much homework on Trey Lance as possible. I think when we first kind of rolled that segment out, when they named him the number one guy is, is he thinks like, I, I think he has like a very like quiet confidence about him. Trey Lance has always been doubted. That's why he went to North Dakota State um, coming out of high school. he Everyone said, you shouldn't be a quarterback. Don't be a quarterback. And, in fact, he, he got an offer to, I think, University of Minnesota, but they wanted to play in, in on the defense. They wanted to play in the, in the secondary as, like, a safety. He didn't want to do that, so he went to North Dakota State, played in a program which was pretty good in the FCS, and then, you know, dominated at that level and showed, like, hey, I've got a good arm and – you know, and I've I've got the skills and talents to be like an NFL quarterback and was drafted third overall. So I don't think it's one of those things where it's like having a guy like Jimmy G and all the stuff around him. It's it it might just kind of meld into the the periphery of of what he's used to. I've, there's always going to be some doubters. There's always going to be some challenges. But I just keep doing what I'm doing, and eventually, I, when I get on the field, I perform well, which he's done. He's performed well, and he even had some blips of success. Um, you know, on this in in games last year, so I would assume that that would kind of trend upward. You know, the the thing about Trey Lance is really confusing to me. It's like because we hear a lot of negative stuff about practice, and I'm certain we're going to see some wait, neg- very stuff to speak. What? Oh, negative thing. I would just like ball accuracy. Like yeah, just accuracy and this is ints and incompletions and. I think we spend, mm-hmm. and we've even talked about like this bullshit and like can't practice. Like, I don't know. I don't know how much stock to put in this, Yeah. but I don't know that, you know, I don't know that, that it, sitting where they are with Trey Lance, that it's going to be that if they didn't think they had something there, they wouldn't, they would have played this a lot differently. I would have thought the 49ers would have from the beginning. I think they would have immediately not tried to trade him and just try and get Jimmy for one more deal, one more, long-term big payout because they had the cap to do it yeah I, my instincts are if i think they fucked up with trey land i think they like i 
I do think they're dragging their feet. I don't think they had their decision made. I think they went to do something spicy. They went with Trey Lance, got it, didn't love what they saw, hung on to Jimmy G, and then felt pot committed. Like, we got to roll this guy out there. And then the more they watch him, they're just like, holy shit, like, our Super Bowl window is tight. Like, we better, like, and now they're grasping at straws because, you know, someone that has a Super Bowl window and they're going to take a shot, you know what they do is, like, they have their quarterback situation figured out. I think this yeah. is a slight hint at not having your quarterback situation figured out. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I could, I you, you can definitely make that argument, um, but I, you know, man, I, I maybe it's just because I believe in Trey Lance that I'm I'm trending toward yeah. thinking of that, but it's one of those things. It's like this is the this is the this is the thing that we love about sports debate because we get it so crystallized, like right here we get the the this or that the if or then situations. Yeah. It's either or, and we're staring right down the barrel of it, and we get to see it. The only way for us to, to anyone for it to tell outside of what's going on in San Francisco is for fucking game one. What do we got? What do we have with Trey Lance? What does he look like being the man? And if he fucking blows the lid off of it, could be exciting. You know what I mean? Be good. The only thing that if he shits the bed, then it's like everyone's going to, I mean, the fucking walls are going to cave in, man. People we are going to be a lot of told you so's. Maybe we have like a, let's remember to do Neapolitan showdown. Like, like your favorite 30 for 30s you'd love to see that will never exist. And I'd love to see a behind the scenes on the Trey Lance pick. I, it's just fascinating oh, yeah. to me. Like just what was decided, when when it was decided, what was said. Like there's just something off about like how all that went down. Well, you know they're doing a 30 for 30. Did you hear about this? The high school team that faked its way onto ESPN as like a top prep school. Have you heard this? The story no, of it. I'm not, this is a real because there's like I remember seeing that thing about like the fake high school or whatever or like there was like a school. there was a, a they they basically like finagled their way to getting on because like ESPN now will air like prime time high school teams like they'll you know top five ten you know high school programs in the country and this team I think it was like something sierra can't something like this but it was oh yeah or there was they, no school or something yeah there was There's really no school. school so they bullshitted their way as this top program and they got them and they scheduled them like a real like img academy and they just dusted them like 50 and it was like sad they're like these kids cannot play with us at all because these you know these are like little like feeder grounds for d1 prospects these like prep academies and yeah. that, so they're doing a 30 for 30 on how this team like finagled their way wait into so the, the, the fake team got dusted the fake team got destroyed 58 to nothing. They shouldn't have been in there like the 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 like commentators because usually they study up and usually there's like um usually there's like players that you're like, oh, this guy's committed to this, and they had like no D1 prospects. They're kind of like, wait a second, what what is this? What is this all gonna be about here? And then uh, and then it slowly came out when the game started playing that it was like these guys stink. They're not, you know, I mean they're high school kids, but they're uh, oh bishop sycamore that was the team name mm, i did yeah i didn't remember about that and then um yeah they cheated their way through to figure it out and uh i think it was img academy that they played or maybe they maybe they booked two games but man it's is oh hbo's doing it not uh not espn i take that back but yeah man they just totally finagled their way about a fake high school lying about its team in order to play in a showcase game <laughs> Check pretty great i'm interested yeah, for this that's that's MVP status right there. Uh, all right, jumping to the inbox. Kevin! Uh, this is from Emailer of the Pod. Bing. Kevin Durant and the Nets have made amends. Oh, they did. Oh, is there a stock that has dropped faster? It's Oof. funny. It kind of ties into our Neapolitan showdown. Like, great hangs. Like, man, I love Kevin Durant so much. 
Mm-hmm. But he cares so much about what other people think. <laughs> it's so weird. It's really weird. It's so weird. Okay. Uh, anyway, Kevin Durant and Nessa made amends. He used to be so loved, but he's fallen popularity. Oh, yeah. Rank your top five Kevins from worst to first. All right. Mm. I got a list here. Kevin Hart, Kevin Bacon, Kevin McAllister, Kevin Durant, Kevin Costner, Kevin Klein, Kevin Garnett, Kevin Smith. Who's Kevin? I've I've said Kevin so many times, it's lost meaning. Who is Kevin Smith? Is that the clerk's guy? That's the director. Yeah, clerk's guy. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, it looks like a totally different name now. Uh, Kevin Sorbo. (laughs) Kevin Kevin Sorbo. Oh, is that Hercules? Um, No idea. I don't know what it is. Uh, So Kevin Klein's my... Kevin Klein's my top spot. I love. I was just thinking the other day, like, what makes Kevin Klein so funny? But he's hilarious. This is a great watch question. His, this is watch it's called Wanda Kevin Klein, right? This it's is this guy. Wanda, yeah, life is a house, Kevin Klein, for mm. sure, thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Interesting. Where's what's Kevin Klein doing? See, these are the those are those lives that I'm like, what that that's got to be a great life. Like, you really hit your apex in like mid yeah. to late nineties, fucking getting buku paydays. What's Kevin buku. Klein doing these days? What's his hang? Um, I, so what's your, what's your number one? Mine's Kevin Klein. Mm, I love me some Kevin Garnett. I, I, uh, he, Garnett. he may, he may show up on my console bracket. Another one. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin Garnett seems like I could just sit there and listen to him tell stories about the NBA making yeah. that jump. You know, I loved him coming out of high school. Loved him out coming out of Farragut Academy um yeah fa- I, fantastic in that um in that movie the uh uncut, uncut gems. gems uncut yeah, gems great. yeah L- loads of like super charismatic but just like a natural born like storyteller i'd love to just be like in the room him, him telling telling stories and and just like just cuz you know he's going to fucking like he's not going to hold back like it's not going to it's going to be unfiltered and yeah, i like right. that kevin love a little bit of a nothing burger to me I'm sure he's yeah. fine, but it's just like, all right. So I'm going. I'm going. I'll, I'll get my five done. Kevin Co- or Kevin Klein, number one. I'll go Kevin Costner because I love Tin Cup. I'll do Kevin Garnett in the three spot. Um, I'll do Kevin Durant because I still like to watch him play, but he's a little low on the list. And then in my bottom spot, Kevin Hart. Kevin McAllister is a tough hang. You think so? A little attitude uh, well- problem. Yeah, he's like one of those yeah. kids that gets snippy, but they're so small you can't do it. Like you kind of want to just smush his face a little bit. But you yeah, you're kind of secretly him. waiting for Wayne to just to bust him once, just yeah, really yeah, fucking yeah. crack him once. Yeah. yeah. If I guess that. Um, I, I, my number one KG, like I said. Yeah. Um, give me, give me KC, give me Kevin Costner. I love Kevin Costner. I oh, said it earlier you, that yeah. I hadn't watched uh, Yellowstone. We just started watching it. It's pretty nope. good. I like Kevin oh, Costner. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um. I don't really know Kevin Klein that much. Um, sure, I so do. I am going to go with, give me, give me Durant. I think he's one of those guys though. Like you just, you just, you can't bust his chops a little. Man, I'm going to knock Kevin Durant down to five actually. KD's fifth. Yep. Um, Cause I just don't think you can fucking throw it back in him. I think he's just going to like, he's going to tell like, he's, he's going to say something nasty. Like, your mom, your mom's yeah, exactly. ugly, or you know something nasty. Yeah, like, well, yeah, we try to, girl. yeah, we try to make a joke. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He might not even make it on this list here. Uh, give me Kevin Hart. I like Kevin Hart. I think it'll be funny. Um, a Philadelphia guy, so that should dock him some points, but we'll, we'll, we'll let it slide this time. And then uh, give me Kevin Smith in that four spot because I do like Clerks. 
and uh mall rats i like those movies i, I bet you and he's got a great st- storytelling he's got the great greatest bob evans story of all time kevin smith where he tells a story about how that they were he was doing the superman right rewrites and uh Ke- uh robert evans was like oh, oh wait no was it was it robert evans or was the other guy the the guy that was the hairdresser that I think it was the guy that was a hairdresser that, uh, that, used to bear- that was in liquid Barbara, Stry- Barbara Streisand. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know yeah. yeah. So anyways, yeah. Either one of those two. Anyways, long story short, who's doing a rewrite with uh, for Superman. I think when they were looking at Nick Cage, it was a fucking clusterfuck. It's a really great story. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, he's like, I want a giant spider and then giant oh, right, spider. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then turns up in wild, wild west with a giant spider with Kevin Klein. That, look at that. Wow, what a you know what I was gonna look at. So it is the guy from Licorice Pizza, played by Bradley Cooper. What character did he play? We'll figure this right out. Right now, the name of it was John Peters. John, John Peters, Peter. not Bob Evans. Bob Rade. Anybody watching the Rade. opera? Here's my oh. Robert Evans impression. Let's hear it. Rade. Yeah, there we I go. I like it. Nice. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, the opera's so good. Um all right. Um, Cam Babio, let's fly through it. We got let's get it, baby. Make it happen. Um, all right, bro, I got five ready for you. Shuffle them up, random order. Uh, all right, let's start right now. I think maybe one of these were on here. Um, all right, Matthew Barry, moved on from ESPN, still needs that Mabio cash, even though he got a nice deal with NBC. He's in the booth. So for those people who just need to hear your Matthew Barry, no idea why. This feels gratuitous, Matthew Barry. Like you don't need to do this. You, you. I get your fucking. I don't know how you got my email, but you got it, and now you're sending me from this new venture of yours. I hope that's kosher. If like ESPN just lets you slide with like your fucking Rolodex, don't know if that's cool. But you got my email, and you're sending me stuff. You had a TV show on ESPN. I think you got a TV show on where you were going now. I don't need this. No, but I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna. I, I'm gonna be upset by this number because I feel like yeah. it should be fifty bucks. But I think he's going to come in at like eighty-five to one hundred. So I'm going to say eighty-five. Five dollars. Uh, you are off by a hundred and fifteen dollars. It is two ninety-nine, three hundred bucks. What? Matthew Barry feeling him. So Matthew Barry. Get the fuck out of here, Matthew Barry. This is infuriating. Yeah, much like a lot of your recommended sleepers, I'm just going to pass on those. Mm. Slide right by. Yeah. Oh, really, Jalen Hurts? Thanks. <laughs> Everyone knows Jalen Hurts, fucking Matthew yeah. Barry. It would be fun, like it would be hard to be part of something as it grew in popularity, and then basically there's just a finite amount of information that we all have. Yeah. About now. Um, all right, Hugh Jackson. I think we've done this. We're going back to it. Hugh Jackson. See, the one coach day, from. Yeah, I sit in this chair, and one day you'll sit in this chair, but I sit in this chair now. So I'm the when you sit in this chair. I thought you said you were all right, Spider. This is the. This I is you a... said I coached the Cleveland Browns, but <laughs> right. Oh, this is gonna make me sad. What this number is gonna be? Who's who's fucking dialing up a Hugh Jackson? I mean, it makes me sad because like I'm sure his requests are nothing but talking shit on him. So it's like it might be like, hey, I'm a huge loser, but you aren't. Have a great day. Like just like I can't win a game, but it doesn't mean that you can't, you know, win this promotion. And it's just just because. Like, <laughs> Oh, $75. This is the saddest thing ever. Nice. 70 bucks. 70, 70 bucks. Good. Yeah. Within five. Good work. 
Yeah, um, all right, Steve Smith Sr. All right, Steve Smith Sr. Look, Steve Smith Sr. Had, had the most poetic notion when the NFL players were talking about striking, about basically preparing for winter. Maybe it was a, maybe borrowed it. I don't know if it was. I think this is predate any of uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Winter yeah. is coming. Winter is coming. But he was just like prepare for it. Like you know, stock up. I guess it's an old adage. Maybe it's not that poetic. But I just remember I was like, at least he's like trying to mentor the guys. It's like, look, if we really want to fucking fight for this NFL CBA, hold the fort, guys. Fucking yeah. load up, and let's not go crazy. Did they do that? No, nope, they didn't. All. Not at all. No. Uh, but at least he was forthright. Now he's out here. Maybe you should hold on to some duckers. You don't have to do Camabio. Steve Smith, don't punch me for saying that. I'm going to go 100 bucks. 165 All right. That's not bad. You're close. But it, I, I, I'm not upset by this. Yeah, it feels it feels right. That's all. Yeah, we should say if we're okay, if we should kick them off Cam Abio. I'm all right with Steve Smith Sr. Getting a little holler from him for $160. Everything seems right. Him on the platform seems right. Him charging $165 seems right. Yeah, there's a hardcore Panthers fan that's like worth every penny. Makai Pfeiffer. Ooh, Makai Pfeiffer. Star from the program. Star of 8 Mile. Makai mm-hmm. Pfeiffer. Uh, Speaking uh, of uh, actors uh, and like uh, what's uh, going on here. This could range. This could be like four hundred dollars, yeah, or something like, like half a troubling. sandwich. <laughs> right. Um, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say one ninety nine for Mackay Pfeiffer. Mackay Pfeiffer ninety nine bucks. All right, nice. giving you a deal. Just give you a little bit of a deal. It's a little volume play. Mackay Pfeiffer is gonna knock out <laughs> eight of these in a day. <laughs> Where he's he's a, he's a possession receiver. Like he's yeah, just exactly. Like really he's just like, all, all right, I'm just no yak, just all catches, just going down. I fall forward, but you know, no yards after catch. Here we go. Last one, Kevin Dillon for Montevarash. Oh yeah. Uh, oh. We just yeah. Re, the misses and I just rewatched that. By the way, it was interesting. Yeah, it's fun. It's like a mm-hmm. it's like a it was like an Ed Hardy shirt come back to life. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, um, but um, but it's fun, regardless. Fun, Kevin Dillon. All right, so yeah. Makai is ninety nine. Yeah. I think a buck twenty five. Kevin Dillon, buck twenty five. Three hundred and fifty dollars. Get the fuck out of here, guys. Three hundred fifty dollars. Cam Mabio, MAB Sports Podcast. If you really want to get our attention, get us a little Kevin Dillon shout out about MAB Sports Podcast. Pool the money. That's right. Three hundred fifty dollars. If every listener put in. $35, then you'd be able to get this Kim Abigail for us. The Impulse Showdown. Oh, man, that's jam. sad. That's sad, too. <laughs> so let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. Why'd we catch a stray on that one? We got more than 10. We're being, you know, uh, whatever. What, what's it called when you're like... Um, you're self-deprecating? Yeah, we're being humble? self-deprecating. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listeners love it, bro. Listeners love when we're humble as fuck. <laughs> I'm humble as fuck right now, bro. You want to show the top athletes off the court. Solid hangs. Who you'd want to hang out with? 
this is a good list. This is a good one. I I, I just scratched my head on here because there are some guys that I'm like, like a Kevin Durant, right? We, you and I, we appreciate the shit talk. We love it. Commitment to the game, but sometimes you don't know where that line is. And if you're going back and forth and we've been, we're ones not to th- be lightly uh, throwing barbs at each other. We'll, we'll definitely tear into you. You know what I mean? So yeah, well, Kevin yeah, Durant. Sure. Yeah, there's something like I just remember the anything is possible, like even though we want it, like moment didn't ring true or something. Like there's a yeah. little like hard yeah, box. I know the camera is on me moment about it, which is sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. I took, took away. There's some people that I had on the list that I'd take off just because like I don't know, more shit came to like I, I always thought Peyton Manning was a solid hang, but he had I don't know, like the little college thing where who knows? But it just seemed like mm. he was uh could have been uh a tough hang in college <laughs> or a right exactly college. so i took but i love like i remember peyton manning to me was like one of the first at like when he was on saturday night live i was just like oh wow like this athlete can laugh at himself like i'm who's better of a hang today right now eli or peyton or cooper you can throw cooper in the mix if you want oh that's um i don't i, I kind of really like watching peyton and eli like go back and forth like there's something there's just like eli can definitely laugh at himself which like I love like I feel like he could be on the podcast we could make the case about him not making the hall of fame he would laugh and just like yeah. maybe even like agree like but Peyton like also watching like just Peyton being a student of the game like all in it like is is really there but Peyton to me also feels like he comes on the podcast and he's just like hey my people told you I had 15 minutes so like we got three more minutes it's been 12 minutes like definitely yeah. like that kind of that's a little bit of the vibe I'm getting now I got anyway, you I got no, you no no Manning's on my list my number three is Brandon Jennings I don't remember why he was on here. I just remember in the NBA, there's like just a lot of like weird, funny stuff about him that I was kind of obsessed. Do you remember this stuff? Yeah. Interesting guy. Not quite Gilbert Arenas level, but still interesting. No. Yeah. Brandon Jennings, one of the first prep to go play professionally, went on, played in China kind of before it was cool to do it and came back, was drafted 10th. Don't drink anybody. That's right. 10th by the uh, uh, Knicks. I like Brandon Jennings out of California. Good player. Uh, I'm going to go with another NBA player, but he's made the Hall of Fame. Self-deprecating is all get out. We know that's a high mark on here. Did you find it? Nope. I'll figure it out. Okay. I just remember the instincts. I trust my instincts. What's your self-deprecation guy? Who you got? I'm going with the Chuckster, Charles Barkley. Let's go. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I almost wanted to say present athletes. Because the present athletes gives a little bit more like you got to dig in for it. Like it's not like he's there. He has a platform. So, you know, it like I feel like these other athletes, like you kind of have to you gotta pay attention a little bit. You know, you got to like pick up like all of a sudden you see the social media thing. You're just like, oh, like, you know, like Steph Curry. It's just like, oh, like Steph Curry actually is like really cool, cool and awesome. But I didn't give it to you early enough. I'm going to let you have Charles Barkley. Bro. Oh, I can. I can. I OK, I, I can amend. No. OK, no, you keep Charles Barkley. But if the next okay. one's like Shaq. And then we round out with Terry Bradshaw. Then there's going to be problems. Just letting you know right now. Uh, my two spot. Love this guy. All the times I see him interviewed. I also respect, like, don't interview me, but all the interactions, like, I really enjoyed. Marshawn Lynch, a classic. This is a classic one on the list. Well, hold on now. If you're saying President Athens, oh, yeah. fucking, <laughs> the fuck? What, what are we doing? That's true. I, I guess maybe I meant like non-sports broadcaster. Damn, Matt, now I better make sure my number one's not on there. All right, now we're even. We each got one. Okay, all right. So we each got one. Uh, all right, so I'll go with my number two. Yes. This guy, 
um we always we always know the uh the guys from down under are always a little bit fun going with steven adams a basketball player okay have you seen this guy he's a bit of a quirk quirky guy likes his his press conferences are great he's got some dry you know uh new zealander wit my favorite thing is is that i love that he that they say he always does which is and he's got kind of the youthful exuberance where he does this thing where he tries to like flip the basketball into the basketball wrap like off the bounce you know you've got the, like the three-point shootout like rack yeah. he tries to get in the yeah. middle one and then he'll do it for like dozens of time and then we'll nail it he'll be like look at that first try nailed it <laughs> He you just know. says it first try in an yeah, Australian all accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Oh, that's right. Do you think if this was like, if we were fi- not 15 years ago, but if we were 15 years younger, like, would both of our number one be like Gronk? I thought about Gronk. I put him down because I even think like he's even too like, too too broy even too for us. Yeah. Too too party boat. Yeah, like you can. Yeah, you can go broy. But if like if you come out of the gate like with Broy as the headline, then I'm out. Mm-hmm. Like if we just go out and it ends up Broy, like let's ship twelve where they make. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But if you're just like, hey, ten days from now we're gonna go on that boat and be Broy for two days, it's just like I gotta I gotta pass. The thing with Gronk that I really don't like is is like when they're all getting out there and it's like, all right, well he's gonna dance and he's gonna be like wild and crazy. It's like, all right, you're just being like you're shaking your ass, but you're not. There's no there's no funny to it you're just being like oh look at me i'm doing yeah silly yeah, yeah. stuff with my butt yeah. oversized glasses and i took my shirt off and I'm yeah exactly no 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 doing this stuff and everyone and all of his buddies are falling out they're like this is the most funny thing that i've ever seen it's like no yeah no. this is there's nothing i've i've seen seen people with comedy that's this ain't it we're hilarious bro we are hilarious we are we hilarious laugh right now my number one spot won me over been a long time coming very polarizing hang but gain a lot of fans after he left new england tom brady loving Ooh-wee. me some tom brady all of it's adding up his social media things like his just firing back when he's on there like still like wanting to get excellence but still able to laugh at himself a little bit like just countless times uh me legit laughing out loud at shit he says or posts and then also, like the greatest part is just like seeing him on that barbershop show or whatever, and just be like, they went with this motherfucker over me. Like just seeing, like <laughs> I don't know, like you think with somebody that has a brand like that, like it's almost like he's so great, he doesn't have to worry about selling a version of himself that he thinks will sell. He is just himself because he actually believes it's just like he's put in the work. He is this big, so his choices are his choices. So I, I just love the concoction of like cockiness humbleness like a little humility but still like a dedication to be amazing like it's just uh fuck it sounds like he would be like a legit great hang yeah i think so and uh yeah he is you you've kind of nailed it where he is like his most most authentic self now at this moment in time maybe earlier on like in the fucking uggs and stuff like that maybe yeah, a little trying to trying figure himself bit. out but at this moment in time this present day 45 year old like you know i I, I enjoy Tom Brady. I didn't put Tom Brady on here because I didn't want to be called out for being too much of a Tom, Tom Brady lover, but I'm glad you did. He's in my, he's in my secret <laughs> top spot. You, yeah. yeah. Um, worst worst so, kept secret on this pod. Yeah, I know. Sure. Right. So, but my number one, uh, you know, I guess you, you're going to win this one because you got Tom Brady, but I went with, I went with, you know, who's really great. He's on Ocho Cinco, Chad Ocho Cinco. Oh. 
okay. is fucking great. He's on I Am Athlete podcast with all those guys. Uh, he's unfucking believable. I love him. Great tipper. Always constantly like tipping like thousand dollars, and he's totally like willing to talk about like finances and money and all this shit, and kind of really get the uh, you know the underbelly of like being an NFL player. Uh, and he's kind of charismatic. He's got unique and interesting theories about life. So I like, I like listening to him. I love it. That was good. Uh, but you did say I want, I got time. Yeah. Yeah. I knew this is coming. You put TV on there. It's going to be done. Brandon, a gambling corner. All right, AFC North, let's wrap this up with this division. Uh, AFC, toughest conference by a country mile, by a city mm-hmm. mile. By a country mouse, by a city mouse. AFC North, probably what, the second behind the West? Yeah, second behind the West. Better than yes. The yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some good teams in this division. Super uh-huh. Bowl champion or Super Bowl uh, runner team. Up. Yeah, runner up. Bengals. Um, all, all right, right Bengals. What do we got? You, what do you want to start with? You want to start with the Bengals? No, what do you want to start with? No, 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 no. no. Let's so, start yeah. with, uh, let's just get them out of the way. Let's start with the Browns. Browns. Let's get them off the board. Browns. Um, whatever. We already know what the fucking story there is. Going to start off with some Brissett, then end with some Watson. Dat, dat. There's actually odds for Watson to win the MVP. Oh, those are some meaty odds, I wonder. It's absolutely insane. There's, I mean, there's, yeah. Why would you? Why that's you'd be better off just a, it's so giving a thousand dollar tip like Chad o- Ojosinko than yeah. Maybe that's what that would tell you is just like do not bet on that. That's a bad bet. Tip a thousand dollars for this pasta. Uh, all right, I'm going over and under. This hard to say. It's going to be a little tale of two teams. Percent. How much can he tread water till Watson gets in there? How fucking dusty, rusty is Watson going to be? I have the over under an eight and a half wins. You fucking nailed it, B. It's eight and a half. I went low. I went six and a half. Because I just didn't like the, you nailed it. I just didn't like the upheaval in the locker room. You've got obviously the Watson thing. You've got Cream Hunt asking for a trade, kind of what was going on here. I feel bad for Kevin Stefanski, the head coach. I don't think he's a good head coach, but this Jimmy Haslam, the owner, it's just kind of like, I was thinking about it today. It's kind of like in that, like, I don't want to quite equate him to a Donald Sterling esque. That's kind of where we're kind of on the periphery of like just bad ownership group in the NFL. And it's like you just are, this guy is just a comedy of errors. We I think we talked about the 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 Browns maybe two or three years ago, kind of when we were kind of riding the you know, the train of the Browns and the upswing Madfield. when we went yeah, and we went on Madfield. But then it's like we should have known that fucking this team is cursed by just bad shitty ownership with bad decision making and yeah so like they just can't like the closest they got like we're still not talking about like a playoff win like i guess almost beating the chiefs was probably the closest but you know like landing obj and baker mayfield just looked like a changing of the guard like it looked like something's gonna happen this team is just a fucking disaster i legit feel i was kind of overlooking this like i mean just 
terrible choice by the Browns to do this. I don't know why they would do this to themselves, like the Watson thing, the way they handled it. Like you can't script a worse way to handle it. Just every press conference, everything the fucking owner says, just disaster. Even beyond that, like, is this going to tear the locker room apart? Like, do they, like there has to be at least a fraction of this locker room that is just like, why the fuck would you do this to us? Like we're trying to like galvanize and went to football games and you bring in like this to shot. They're going to be absolutely hated on the road and shout at shit and it's just going to be a disaster and just demoralizing every other stadium they go into and that's assuming that like they won't get some of that shit at their home field which they will you're going to be on a team that's despised by some population of its own home crowd yeah 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 it's uh yeah it's definitely you know it's one of those things like i i can't it's like are they just looking to go and We'll just weather the storm this year. We'll get past it. And then next year will be different. It'll be a little, the volume will be a little less, you know, and then, you know, who knows? I mean, I'm not sure what the next steps are in that whole thing with, with Watson. And like, is there, you know, is there possibility for rehabilitation? Is there possibility for making amends? You know, I mean, that I don't know, but where you're at right now is when we're looking at this season, it's like, uh, you're, you've nailed it. It's like, portion of your fan base hates you and at home and then on the road it's going to be amplified what three times more four times more i mean they're going to go a little bit harder because you've just got this you know yeah, despicable you, thing surrounding it right yeah i don't know how you fucking zone that out like the crowd's like right there behind you the entire right. game just hours and hours and hours of bullshit uh, right, I'm going to stay away from this. Like my advice would just from the gambling thing. I think this unders juiced a little bit. I think people are hammering this under because I think it's very hard for anyone to root for the Browns and to find value there. So yeah, I would stay away. But my inclination is if you absolutely had to do something, it's probably the over, but it's a stay away. Yeah. I mean, they went eight and nine last year with Baker Mayfield. So it's like, can they scrap it together the same way? I don't know. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go to let's go to the Ravens in Baltimore. Ravens, Ravens, Ravens. Ravens. Uh, okay, so no Hollywood Brown, you know, um, mm-hmm. but Ravens were definitely like an AFC favorite to win the Super Bowl. Then they had that Titans loss like three years ago, so a little bit kind of like uh, injury last year. So backup quarterback, so kind of fallen out of favor. I think people are expecting a bounce back here. This number feels too high looking at it, but with the seventeenth game, I got the over under at ten wins. Very close. It's nine and a half. Nine and a half. I added eleven. Okay. I think there's Whoa. a big bounce back for this team oh, if they okay. can stay healthy. I think injury. Yeah, you know, I think we see it where you get bit by the injury bug and you just everyone fucking catches it. I think they can rebound it. The biggest question mark is where you mentioned they got rid of Brown. They didn't really replace it with any other wide receiver. They they got a couple more tight ends in the draft, but is Rashard Bateman going to make the jump? Is Devin Duvernay going to make the jump? Another guy maybe to keep an eye on Tylen Wallace, little speedster out of Oklahoma State, second year guy. Do they think that they can get it done with that wide receiving core? Because that's going to be tough. Yeah, this is the this to me is just like you know wasn't there always that theory that you and I had, or maybe it was just me and I tried to just have you lumped on, or maybe just being polite and nodding your head, being like Brandon's lost his mind. But I was. Uh... <laughs> It's like that, I guess. Yeah. It's an auto meeting. You can't see it. I was shaking uh, my head. But but I was wondering, like, with some of these like two dimensional quarterbacks, and maybe it's unfair to call Lamar Jackson that, but like the running quarterbacks that can kind of open it up and do it with their legs, but the accuracy isn't necessarily there. Like, do those guys get figured out? So have we seen Lamar Jackson really take another 
huge step forward after that MVP season. And that's my fear where there is a little bit of figuring them out. And especially if we're removing weapons now that people don't have to take as seriously, like uh, on, you know, in the, in the wide receiver slot, like how much damage can he really do? So this, the, if it's 10, I like the under, cause I get it with the push, the nine and a half makes me want to stay away. Yeah. Um, all great things. I mean, I think, yeah, that's the thing is, is, is he getting the right coaching to like be fucking accurate that's all he has to do is be accurate we know he's got a big arm we know they're going to be able to beat him over the top but is he gonna like you know not to like lump him in with like uh you know kyler murray like is he studying enough to kind of really be honed in or is he just gonna you know pull it and run whenever he gets the chance and just just figure it out that way which is not the best way to go i mean you're only going to get to a certain level here so i think you could be very successful i love jim or john harbaugh as the coach there um, the thing that stood out to me that really made me think like they could have a big bounce back is they lost five of their last six last year uh, and or six of their last seven, five of their losses. The point differential was a total of eight points in those five games, like a staggering number of one point losses, two point oh, losses, wow. okay. like yeah. just unbelievable. And three of those were during the time when Lamar Jackson wasn't there. So, Man. What, was it two years ago? Didn't they have like a problem? Like they were just like churning through running backs or something? Like yeah, I mean, yeah, they're just churning. Yeah, the yeah, you know, they've got. I mean, Dobbins can be healthy. They got Gus Edwards. You know, um, man, it's hard for me to bet on just like bet against competent wide or, or competent coaches and like I think just like a proven like system of winning. You know. But nine and a half is still pretty rich. And this is me. Me at 11 wins is basically saying, like, I win, think they win the division. And that's going to be a tough one to go. So I'm going to stay away at that nine and a half. I might might double back depending on where we sit. We see the other two teams. I might come back and throw a little Mabby dollar. Oh, look at over. that. Having someone hold his place in line. Hey, yeah, just, yeah, yeah exactly. Right this, I'm just, okay. I've, I have this Mabby dollar last. earmarked. Yeah. But if unless I see something different, then I'm going to fucking funnel all over to this budget. I like this sweater. Hold this sweater. Yeah. Overs I, behind the counter. If I'm not back in an hour, put it back on the shelf. Exactly. I love it. I pu- I'm putting the Ravens on layaway. Got it. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Next team up. Let's do the Steelers. Steelers, new quarterback situation, new regime. Kind of wondering why Tomlinson is still there. Like kind of sticking to I mean, I guess. Maybe I don't think he's had a losing record, right? So yeah. nine, eight and one last year, right? All right. Yeah. This Six team wins. Yeah. But is this team going to win this year? So really going through it, um, you know, they got, uh, what's the, Mitch Trubisky there? Mitch Trubisky. They've got Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett, that rookie they're excited about. Uh, We'll see. Whole new, whole new revamp in in Steelers, but there's something. So I am going to bet that Tomlin Streaks comes to an end. I have their over under wins at seven. Me too. It's seven and a half. I'm glad you see that in this. Um, yeah, this is, I, I think that, I think this even might even be bumped up a little bit higher because it is the Steelers and it is Mike Tomlin. So you're kind of like, well, this, you know, we want to get it close to 500, a little bit under there, but we know this isn't as good a team. I think this team could have a real falling off when you look at kind of the offensive weapons and line or not offensive weapons, the quarterback play and offensive line play. I think, I don't think they really did too much to improve their offensive line. They weren't great last year. 
I don't yeah, know. So what's, man. A, what's been yeah, what's been the story of the Steelers? So the Steelers had that like that thirteen and zero, and then just like didn't win a game since or whatever. Like they went deep. Uh, was that two years ago? Three years ago, they had like I think a big Patriots win like week one, and then just lost like a shit ton of games. So. I don't, their, their reputation has still been there, but it you do wait for just one year where you're just like, okay, yeah, yeah, the page mm-hmm. or the the Steelers aren't legitimate. It feels like this year. So let me just because I want to bet in this division, like, and with it being at seven and a half means I get the seven. Like, give me the under on this because they're in the AFC. Give me one Mabby dollar on the under on the Steelers. Sorry, but I like it. I like it. I think I think a little bit. You know, I think Trubisky starts out like one and three. They're just like, oh shit, like time to get our rookie quarterback as reps. So, you know, he's going to go through mm-hmm. his growing pains. And before you know it, you're in double digit losses. Yeah. And much like your Jimmy G, I came out and I said, Mitch Trubisky, Mitchell Trubisky, mm-hmm. I think he's, he's going to do well. I thought he was going to be good. And I stand corrected after this preseason. <laughs> I, I was wrong. I, I made a mistake. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not always that awesome. All right. Bengals. The Bengals. The Bengals. Super Bowl runner-up, winner of the AFC title game. A little unexpected. A little too early for this young Bengals squad with Zach yeah, so, Taylor as a coach. Yeah, so we haven't seen this in a while, right? We haven't. We we know the Super Bowl hangover. We know getting there is hard and whatever. We haven't really seen a team that – we've seen a team overperform and get a little deeper in the playoffs than they think they should, and they usually kind of gradually make that next step uh, each year. We haven't really seen a team get there super early, super young, and then do it. So it's interesting to see how this affects it. Like, I'm, I, we're going to learn a lot about who Joe Burrow is if he can get these guys back up. Because on paper, they should be a better, a better football team than they were the week before. But it's also, or the year before. But this is also a better AFC than it was last year. And it took, you know, a couple of, you know, that Chiefs won in the regular season mm-hmm. and just uh, some, some wild shit and. Not a super complicated path to the Super Bowl, except for that, obviously, AFC Championship where they were able to make the comeback on the road. Uh, anyway, I think people love rooting for this team. I love rooting for them. They'll be fun to watch. Uh, I think over and under, people are definitely thinking it's on the upswing. I don't want to get carried away. This might be a little low. I'm going to change it in real time here. Nope, I'm going to keep it where I had it. Ten and a half Ooh. points. Ten points. Man, look at that. Where are we going to change it to, just out of curiosity? You're going to go up 11. to 11? I was going to go to You're going to stay at a 10 and a half because it came in at 10. 10. Okay. What do I want to do? So this is, yeah. So you're, you, you, your, your instincts were right. I had them at, uh, I had them at 11 and a half just because on their schedule, just looking at the wins, just counting half wins. Yeah. I think I might have gotten carried away a little bit. I think I may have overvalued and went real heavy on the offensive line. Everything that we, you know, that we discredited the, uh, the Chiefs for an offensive line play and then they came back and loaded up. Well, they, they stole a piece out of that playbook and they got Lyle Collins from uh, from Dallas and then they loaded up an Alex Kappa from Tampa Bay and then got another guy, uh, Ted Karras from New England. So they really went interior line, right tackle. Give me these other guys. Let's give some fucking some beef in front of Joe Burrows. So I went a little high. So at 10 wins, I think this is an over bet. It's an over bet. Yeah, 10 wins for sure. So I'm getting the push at 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an over. Yeah, yeah what are we fucking talking about? 10 and 7? Can they go 11 and 6? They can absolutely go 11 and 6. I mean, this is absolutely high go. octane offense. Uh, quarterback Kevin into his third year already showed he could make the leap in the progress of the leap. Still on the way up. This And this is just this is just a fun bet. A fun bet's a fun bet. Fun bet. Offensive scoring. Uh, 
got a pretty good up and coming, I think, you know, younger secondary too. So I like, you know, they got a little something to balance it out. They can play. I like, I like your over. I'm, I, but you know what? Here's the thing. I walked around to the AFC North department store. Yeah. I'm coming back. I'm picking up this Ravens over. I'm doing it, oh, folks. Going back to it. All right. Give me Ravens th- over. Uh, give me three Mavi dollars on the Bengals over. Woo, spicy. Spicy, man. Yeah, really, gonna, really once, picked it up. Win some football games. Yeah, like the Steelers twice, you know, catching the Browns, I'm going to assume. Yeah, they're catching the Browns at least once with Brissett starting. Um, you know, I'm not completely sold on those Ravens. I know you went back to get your special order. But yeah, I did, baby. Uh, there, guys, we wrapped it up. We will cover these up too at the close of the regular season uh most awesome keeps track and we'll see how we do usually do pretty good and i'll come back with my road to whatever percent we'll see how long that lasts as soon as i usually dip my toe in 40 percent that i just get out the pool <laughs> I, I like it mb sports podcast episode 233 the nfl season is going to be upon us mvps the week real fast um i got sydney sweeney catching a lot of flack Social media, shut the fuck up. Social yeah, media. she just safe. wants to throw a party for her mom. Get safe, over it. Safe Get place over it, here, Sydney Sweeney. Yeah, everybody, quit trying to beat the Texas and break shit down. Mind your business. I know the irony of people posting pictures and mind your business, but just Sydney Sweeney, friend of the pod. Safe space. Safe space. It's your sweetheart. Love you. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with uh, this upcoming Michigan team. Ooh, season Bro. is upon us here. Bow, 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 bow. Go bow, blue. Bow, bow, bow. Have I done you wrong? Have we not talked college football enough? We'll get into it, bro. No, no, no. You're good, baby. Uh, We're good. We have all this. We had lots of football talk, fantasy football talk. All right. The Michigan season is upon us on Saturday. They're ready. The team is ready. The team, the team, the team. Those who stay will be champions. You're my preemptive MVP of the week. Love it. Guys, I am Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Audience at the top of the show, we were talking about some TNT shows. Well, we've got some for this fall lineup here. Talking about a little Mabsific Blue and a little <laughs> Silk Talkings. Style, fame, she likes fashion.